Come on, God's the healer. He's here. Wherever two or more are gathered, guess where he is? Right there in the midst of us. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, uh, let's get into it, shall we? You know, with, with kids ministry, if you didn't know, I'm the kids pastor here. Uh, after years and years of seeing kids get healed and, <clears throat> and also seeing adults get healed as well, uh, one thing that I've recognized pretty early on is how simple and how easy it is to get healed. I mean, I'm talking like five-year-olds, kids who can't even talk, getting healed, and it just shows you how simple it is to get healed. Another, another factor is I've seen that same age of kid administer healing and get other people healed and, and get adults healed. In fact, I have, uh, I have a nephew, he's older now, but at the time he was about six years old and, uh, and he was with his mom and he was, he was getting dropped off at school and his, his mom was, uh, had an addiction to cigarettes and she wanted to quit but couldn't and tried different ways and, uh, and, this, and, the, and the mom says, uh, man, I, wish I, I sure wish I could quit. And she wasn't smoking with the kid at the time, thank God. Uh, but he, she's dropping him off at school, and, uh, and he, he ends up saying, well, well mom, uh, Jesus can heal you of that. And, uh, and, he goes, and she goes, yeah, yeah, you're right, he can. And, and uh, right after that, he goes, I'll pray for you. You'll get totally healed of it. She goes, okay. And, and upon, doing, upon saying that, he bails out of the car and goes into to school. And, uh, and they kind of have like a play on the playground kind of thing before you start class. And he goes, he prays. He, he's just, I, I remember him saying, I just said, Lord, thank you for healing my mommy. It's that simple. Not, not anything super hard, super difficult, no... It's very spiritual, got all the right lingo. It's very simple. And, and her testimony is when she was driving home, all of a sudden she's, she's smoking on the way home. And, uh, and in the middle of a cigarette, all of a sudden it tastes absolutely disgusting, like the worst thing she's ever had. She's like, why am I doing this? She throws it out the window. When she gets home, she throws away her cigarettes, completely healed, completely set free of that addiction, never smoked again, ever. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. It really is just that easy. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be complicated. And, and the fact is that mo- the reasons most people struggle sometimes getting healed is because they overcomplicate it. They make it not so simple. And, uh, and so what I want to share with you is is one way, at least one way, to simplify healing, to keep it simple, to make it easy for you. And, and one of those main ways that I see people overcomplicate it is they, uh, they go through this qualification system with themselves. Am I qualified to get healed or am I not qualified to get healed? And, and so I've seen, and, and you know, the worst uh, offenders of this particular issue are usually pretty religious people where they've grown up in some sort of religion or they, you know, are, they have some sort of background where they, you know, have put on this, uh, I, I have to work for the Lord type of mentality. 
And, and most often, those are the ones who have the strongest uh, issue with being qualified to receive healing. You know, when, when someone comes in and they get saved, and they're like, they're, it's, like, it's like a first Sunday for them, I've seen those people in their first couple months get healed of like everything, and it's super easy for them. That's, you would think it would be the opposite. Like the Christians who've been doing this for 30 years, that's where it would be easy, right? But for some reason, it's those who don't know a thing about what this says, and they just come in and they're like, I can get healed? Cool, let's get healed. And then they do. And it's those Christians who come in, it's like, well, what about this? What about that? What about... And, and you, they, have a, they, they struggle, and they have a difficult time receiving. It's easy to receive from God. He designed us as receptors of his love. He designed us as receptors of his promises. We're designed to be completely one with him. This shouldn't be difficult. And can I tell you, it isn't difficult. It's very simple. It's very easy. When you make it not that way, yeah, it becomes difficult. When in your head you have all these different, I got to twist this dial, I got to turn this, I got to make sure this is just right, I got to make sure my worship music's on, whatever the, whatever the it is for you, uh, that, all those things complicate what is meant to be absolutely simple, it's supposed to be easy, five-year-olds do this, I've seen it happen firsthand, I've seen kids receive on their first day at church, so clearly it's not difficult, it is simple. Uh, if you will, turn with me to Colossians. Colossians, that's towards the back. Colossians. Colossians 2, verse 6. It says this, stalling a little bit because I hear pages still. It says this, it says, as... As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Pretty simple, right? What, what's Paul communicating to the church of, uh, in, in, this, in this passage? He's saying, here's the blueprint to walking out your new relationship with God. Here's, your new, here's the new blueprint that you walk out to receive from God how you received salvation, how you receive that is exactly how you receive everything else. There's little nuances of difference in certain areas with obviously finances. There's, there's different nuances to receiving, you know, for as, as far as healing goes. Sometimes you use the name of Jesus. Sometimes you lay hands on the sick. But there's, it's the exact same method that you use to get saved is the same method we use to get healed. We know getting saved is pretty easy, right? Have you ever, have you ever like witnessed to someone and you're leading them to the Lord and you say, okay, this is just going to be a real difficult process here. <laughs> Got to make sure that everything's just right for you to be able to receive the Lord. Or is it like, no, receiving Jesus is super easy. You just confess him as Lord. You believe in your heart. And man, you are saved. And, and there's like no question, there's no doubt in your mind that that's the fact. It works the exact same way with healing. Healing is done exactly the same way. Again, there's some nuances, 
but it's done by just receiving what God has already done for you. When you received Jesus, when you received salvation, was that already paid for you? Did Jesus already die on the cross? Absolutely. Same with healing. Jesus already bore your sickness. He already bore your diseases. By his stripes, you were healed. It's past tense. It's already done. God's not in the business of paying for people's healing today. He already paid for it through Jesus Christ when he was on the earth. It's already done. It's a done deal. It's completed. So therefore, we receive it the same way we receive forgiveness, the same way we receive salvation. And, and so when, when people have a, uh, a hard time qualifying for them, themselves, um, one thing that, that, that I've noticed is, is that they get into a, I gotta, try to, I gotta try to do something extra to get it. I gotta try to do something extra to receive. Uh, here's some examples. And I'm just coming up with these off the top of my head. I don't have any notes. Uh, some examples would be, uh, I got to pray in the pray in, in the spirit. I got to like sit here and pray in the spirit while I'm getting prayed for, while I'm receiving, or I got to really on the inside use my willpower. I got to you know focus. I just got to focus. I gotta, oh, a thought came in that was doubt. Oh no, I got to start over. Um, I've seen people who. Uh, will say, well, I just have to meditate on all these scriptures first. I got I to gotta meditate on this and this and this and this and this. And I know as soon as I meditate long enough, I'll be qualified for this. Now, I'm not against any of those things. I'm not against meditating on scripture. But that's overcomplicating how easy it is to receive healing. It really is simple. It really is very easy. Um, turn with me to 1 Corinthians now, a few pages to the left. Sorry, did I say 1 Corinthians? I meant 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 20. Chapter 1, verse 20. Paul's writing here, he says, again, pretty simple, not qualifying the statement, just makes the statement. Oh, my Bible flipped over. One second. Here we go. Verse 20, for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. How many promises? All of them. And, and are they sometimes yes and sometimes no? Are there, is, there, is there any sort of Doubt here when Paul's saying, is there any sort of qualifications of sometimes if you don't do things just right, or sometimes if you haven't been praying long enough, or if you haven't been reading long enough, or if you haven't done these seven steps, then the answer is going to be no. No, he just says, all of God's promises in him are yes, and in him, amen. It's 100%, no doubt about it. The answer to whether you qualify for the promise is yes. There's no other qualifications other than you are in him, which that's a big one. That's a big one because in him, you qualify. Outside of him, you don't qualify. Now, what, what's the difference there? What's the difference between in him and not in him? In him means I am 
basing my qualifications on Jesus's performance and outside of him, if I'm going to base my qualifications on my performance. If I'm basing my qualifications for receiving the promises on my performance, guess what? There's no promise that it's yes to me. In fact, I would say that it's a no to that because that's going against the way God set everything up. The promise is always yes when I'm qualified because of his performance, because of what Jesus did, because of his goodness, his love, his mercy and grace toward me, I qualify. When it's based off of, yeah, but, man, I said that, that word the other day I shouldn't have said. Oh, I, I shouldn't have raised my voice to my wife, or I shouldn't have. And those types of thoughts take you out of being in him, make you in yourself, where all the promises of God are who knows. But if I, if I base it off of in Jesus, and according to what he did for me, when he took the stripes on my back, now I qualify. There's two things, there's two things that disqualify someone from receiving from God. Two things. One of them is believing you're disqualified based off your performance. You're either being good enough or not being good enough. You're, you, when you disqualify yourself, that belief will, will and Jesus said over, the, over and over, be it unto you according to your faith, right? So if you disqualify yourself, you're disqualified. Another way you disqualify yourself uh, is when we, when we say, I'm qualified on the same substance, I'm qualified on my performance. Because I did these things just right, because I was a good Christian today or this week or this month, I'm now qualified to receive this. And both of those are disqualifiers for receiving. What, what's, a, what's the only qualifier? It's on him. It's on him. It's not on me. You know, I was, I was going through the word today and I was just reading a bunch of different stories and passages of Jesus healing people. And they're like everywhere in the New Testament. And, and I'm looking for, okay, what's a good story that kind of reflects that Jesus is doing this based off of, you know, it's a gift, they're not earning it. And it's like every single one is that way. There's, you could read any story where Jesus is healing someone and it's always based off of the same thing, which is not, not because they were sinless, not because they were doing everything right with, with their life, but because God was being merciful to them. Because God was just pouring out his love on them over and over and over. That's who got healed in scripture. In fact, uh, if you remember the, the story where the, uh, the paralytic man was uh, brought to, to the house by his friends and he was lowered through the roof to get healed by Jesus. Uh, the, in, the, in that story, it says that the, that the power of God was present to heal them all. And the entire house. And who else was in the house? There were some Pharisees there who were in their hearts questioning Jesus. And think about that. These Pharisees 
who I would say they qualified themselves based on their own self-righteousness. Even though the power of God was there to, to heal them, you don't hear any stories of these guys getting healed. Why? First, they are totally disqualified because of their perspective of how they're qualified. They're not looking for mercy. They're not looking for grace. They're actually in pride. And pride resi- is, is resisted by God. And so even though the power is there to heal them, they walk out of there the same way they walked in. But the paralytic man who was dropped down, he's looking for mercy. He's looking for, uh, we didn't, we're not earning this. We just need to get to Jesus because he's good enough on his own. His love is strong enough. His power is strong enough to heal us. And that's where our faith is. That's where our belief is. That's where our qualifications are, is on him. Amen? Amen. Um, last scripture. I'm not, not planning on being up here super long because I, I, I do want to get to ministering some healing. Um, in the book of James, go to James. James chapter five. <clears throat> this is a pretty common scripture you'll hear in regards to healing, but there's something I want to kind of point out that maybe you haven't recognized in this certain passage. But it's in James 5, verse 14. Uh, Starting in 14, uh, he's writing, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, verse 15, will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. I think that it's interesting that it came in that order. Healed first, and then what? And if he's committed any sins, he'll be forgiven. Wouldn't you think, like, in a, in a very natural sense, you'd want to get forgiven first before you got healed? Isn't it interesting that, that healing here wasn't like, if you're forgiven of all your sins, then you'll be healed? That's not what it's saying. It's not what this passage says. It says, you will be healed, and then you'll be forgiven of all your sins. Well, praise God, that seems like too good to be true. Well, that's the gospel. That's the good news. It is too good to be true. But it's true. And God really does heal based off of his love, based off of his power, based off of him qualifying you you not qualifying yourself, and that's how he heals. Another, another, uh, another thing that I want to point out is healing is a gift. If, you re- if, if you're not receiving it as a gift, and, you're, and a lot of times we think, oh yeah, I know that. It's right here. Oh yeah, I understand that. But then we have these little moments where we are doubting based off of something we've done or doubting based off of something we haven't done. And, and that is completely removing healing as a gift and making it something that's a performance-based, I earned it, work-related type of uh, transaction that we have with God. God's not into like doing a transaction with you where you, 
you worked really hard and then you got something in return for it. Uh, he wants to give these as gifts. He wants to, he, he's, he's present right now and I believe there's angels in this room that have come from heaven with, with new eardrums and with new corneas and with new, diff, new body parts and, and, and with, with all massive amounts of anointing and healing. And he, he came here wanting to heal every single person based on not you being good enough. Come on, if it was you being good enough, there's no one in here that qualifies. Even on, even on this end, where we're, where we're doing the ministering, you might think, well, man, you, you better be holy and you better be righteous and you better make sure you've done everything right. Listen, there are reasons we strive for holiness and there's reasons that we want to live righteously before the Lord and most of that's based on well, I have a relationship with him and I like doing what pleases him. But that's not why he works through us. That's not why he works through believers. He works through believers because he just needs somebody to work through and we're just saying, okay, here's us, Lord, send me. And it's that simple. It's by his grace. It's by his love. It's by his power working in us. It's not by... Man, I've lived a holy, perfect life this week, so now for, therefore, I'm now qualified to do this. No qualifications to, to, to see the power of God flow. If you rem- do you remember um, uh, Samson? Remember, remember Samson? Remember how anointed and powerful and how God used him? And he's sitting there doing all sorts of sinful things. And, and, you're, and yet, somehow, the power of God's working in him and flowing through him. How's that possible? Well, apparently that doesn't really hinder that from happening. So can we just base everything that we're going to receive tonight 100% on how good he is, on how much he loves you? Did you know he loves you? Did you know that he's so excited to see you well? He's He's so eager to get his life into you, into your body, He's so excited to see the chains that have been holding you back broken and released. He's so, I I can just, in the spirit right now, I can just sense, man, God's like on the edge of his seat, on the edge of his throne. Like, come on, let's go. Let's do this. Let's get people set free. Let's get my daughter, let's get my son set free of the stuff that's been holding him back, that bondage that's been stopping him from going and doing what he wants, the sports that you wanted to do or or, or doing, uh, or, or just li- sleeping well at night. I mean, thank God for good sleep. If you got, if you got problems sleeping, man, he's, he, he is the restorer of all things. And there's nothing outside of his, of his realm, outside of his perspective of what he can do. Amen? Amen. Amen.